Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back, and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what? What are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We're going to catch up with Shane Price in a second. He's just on the line getting ready to come on, Kimpy. What's your, give you a backstory with Shane again. How do you know him? Yeah, look, I know the Price family quite well. His brother, um, Todd, played with him in the juniors, and his father was a manager and a, and a great manager of the Auckland Rugby League for many years. Um, rest his soul. And, and of course, Pricey's picked up the mantle, good club man, and, and now chairs the Auckland Rugby League into his second term. I think it's his second. It might, might actually be his third term as chair. Um but yeah, they're on a they're on a bit of a transition at the moment. The Auckland Rugby League, fantastic, fantastic organisation, and also, you know, we talked a lot about Colour Park Heritage Trust here, uh, Colour Park, uh, this earlier this week. But they also got another uh, organisation called the Colour Park Heritage Trust, which is a legacy fund. Um, and yeah, it's a, a it's a really good position for him to be in at the moment through this transition. Well, he's on the line with us now. Oh dear me, he's on the line with us now. Shane Price, the chairman of Auckland Rugby League. Morning to you, Shane. Morning, boys. How is everybody? Yeah, we're good. How are you doing, man? Good, mate. Yeah, just, just glad to be on here talking about rugby league, mate, and talking with Kempi and the boys. Morning, Pricey. Morning, mate. Mate, so um, just tell us a little bit about what, you, what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve with the Auckland Rugby League. Well, it's, it's an honour to be working, you know, to be alongside, like yourself, at the Auckland Rugby League, Kempi. What we're looking to do, mate, is to take the uh, Auckland Rugby League in the next step in its evolution. You know, we've been around for a... 113 years, you know what I mean? And so what we're looking at to doing now is Hurricane COVID has swept through the country and it's disrupted our sport, it's disrupted everybody. But we want to do is the best, next best thing is to try and uh, get the footy out of Auckland and into the districts, you know what I mean? So keep you remember this back in the day, Taranaki would play Auckland, Taranaki Bay will play Bay of Plenty. But what we're looking at now is that um, appoint a new CEO whose, whose vision will be to expand the game and ensure that the, the game is well and live in Auckland as we move through these COVID periods. So how important is that district football, mate? You know, we haven't had it for a number of years since the 2008 yeah. Anderson Report and the zones came yeah. aboard, but how important are the districts of the game? Well, Kempe, you come, you come from the Taranaki and the Great White for Beers, so let's go back to the 90s when um, we were looking at something in the calendar of Brett Footy, about 50 games a year. And we're talking, you know, like Gisborne, emerging players versus Taranaki emerging players. It's important because the fabric of the game 
is in the grassroots, is in those clubs around the Motu that actually volunteer and to get those kids on the field. And it's the pathway to representative football. It's the backbone of New Zealand, of football in New Zealand, essentially. Kempi, you know that. It's, it's just essential that we have the Taranaki's Hawks Bay, the Midlands, Bay of Plenty, Otago, Southland and Auckland all competing on that district level again. Hey, Shane, give us the context here. How, how much do um, Auckland Rugby League and the kind of domestic rugby league unions work with New Zealand Rugby League? And just from an outsider's perspective looking in, I've always kind of wondered where whether there was scope for a national competition of more significance or if that's something that was just too hard basket. So what's your relationship like with the national governing body? Well, it has to be, it has to be strong in regards to if we want to move forward. Auckland's the biggest district, probably holds between 50 and 60% of the playing population. So it would be remiss of us not to work alongside the New Zealand Rugby League. But to answer your question around the districts, that's, that's where it essentially has to happen. You know, that's where the footy happens, and that's where we, we're advocating pretty hard in regards to expansion as well, looking at um, other areas in New Zealand that we could grow the footy. Uh, you know, probably up in the far north would be a, a good idea to get some, you know, something sorted out up there. And also looking throughout the last district competition when Auckland couldn't participate because of COVID, it was good to see the likes of Otago actually beating Canterbury, you know, and Southland coming to the fore and, you know, the Bay of Plenty uh, putting teams in. So for us, mate, working with the NZRL is the only way we can move forward to ensure that, you know, the districts are well and live moving forward. You're talking a lot about equity in the game there, Shane. What What's the what? What is the way forward? Because at the moment, does Auckland Rugby League or any of the districts have a say in the game? Well, the, the current the current structure is in regards to, and you know this well enough, TKMP is that there's there's a layer of zones that sit in there. But if it's like anything, we have to ensure that we're um, look, talking to all our stakeholders right across the game. And what we're looking at now, in, in fact, is to make sure that the New Zealand Rugby League. Um, are aware of the fact that the zones are the, the core and the backbone of the game in New Zealand and we have to work together to ensure that um, you know they are brought to the forefront. So 30-odd clubs in Auckland, mate, you know, it's got the Fox competition still going around and you've got a, you know, a heavy history in the game with your dad and your brother. Uh, just, just tell us a little bit about your time in Auckland and, and of course, you know, your family ties to the, to the, to the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, less, it's less about me and more about the game, Kempi. And, you know, I do have a history in the game but, um, in regards to the old man. But the Fox Memorial, we've been robbed of two grand finals over the last two years through COVID. So we're championing it a bit to, you know, to get those, that Fox Memorial to the club who deserves it. But more importantly is to bring through the, um, the other clubs that are, that are still trying to, you know, get onto the field and get them into premiership football as well. The Fox Memorial is the pinnacle in regards to the, the clubs, but also making sure the kids... You know, playing our game, we're going to find that hard going forward. You know, due to the current, uh, you know, pandemic. But um, we're doing a trial hardest, and you're on the board too, Kempi. So you know, you're side by side with me to to make sure that the kids are, are working to get get them on the field. But the Fox Memorial, um, yeah, I can't wait to hand out the the medal for that because the uh, the old man his uh, his legacy has been uh, the player of the day in the Fox Memorial for the last 30 years. So, you know, that, I haven't handed that medal out for two years, mate, so I need to give it to someone this year or next year. Yeah, that's awesome, Shane. Well, you talk about 30-odd clubs around Auckland, but we, we understand that sport is entertainment and participation are dropping across a lot of sports, and that's just inevitable, 
And especially with yeah. contact sports, sometimes parents are, well, parents more and more so are less inclined to put their kids into sports that are a bit more down that rough and tumble line. So 30 clubs, how are player numbers and participation stats? And do you have some kind of current, well, I know these last two years might be a bit of an admiration, but yeah. before that, how's that been trending? So the the trend is across all sports. You're correct in regards to the numbers, but that's obvious because of the uh, you know the current situation. Now you, you mentioned in regards to contact sport, but the Auckland Rugby League, in conjunction with Kiwi Tag New Zealand, has come out with a non-contact version of the sport. Um, what this allows is kids right from the age of four to play you know safely in regards to if they don't want to be tackled, and you know they they, they get the tag taken off their shorts. But what what this means is the big drive from the board, the Auckland Rugby League it's to actually put in a program where it's safe to come back to the clubs, you know what I mean? So, But remember, we're also governed by the government and by the New Zealand Rugby League, Anything, any mandate that comes around about participation through the vaccine. So mm-hmm. if we look at this in, in perspective, um, we've got to make sure that our clubs are safe, and that's our biggest thing at the moment. We've got a thriving club advisor, which goes out to all the clubs to ensure that they're, you know, they're compliant in a lot of things. So... The drive from the Auckland Rugby League is to get the the game, you know, back back on its feet through the pandemic, and to make sure the clubs are capable. Because we have clubs that only have no club rooms right through to the big clubs like Mangere East and Otara, who have you know very very good club rooms, but they've got to make them safe for us, you know. And we've got to make the, the public aware that rugby league is a good game to play, it's a safe game to play, and and our clubs will be out there you know, looking at ways of getting that public back to the game as safely as possible. I love the way you're talking about that and, and making it a sport for everyone. Inclusivity is so key yeah. these days. We saw, um, just to clarify then, so we saw New Zealand rugby talk about their college sports and their age grade uh, competitions that you would have to be vaccinated to participate. Where's yeah. where's Auckland Rugby League at with that? We, we are, as stated before, we're governed by the New Zealand Rugby League mandates if they do come out. Um, I know that this, at this stage, Kempe's probably got a policy, a draft policy sitting there uh, at the board table. We will be governed by what the New Zealand Rugby League, um, you know, will put down. Uh, if, if it means if it means vaccination, well, well, we'll just follow that. But we have to make sure this is all about community safety. You know what I mean? Auckland Rugby League is looking at it from perspective that if the community's safe, they'll be building safe to get out there and play footy. You know, that's right across all sports, mate. This this goes out, your heart goes out to all the sports in regards to participation. But our first mandate is to make sure the communities are safe yeah, and, and, you know, and they're, they're feeling safe when they go and play footy. Mate, while all the kids are having a break at the moment, the Auckland Rugby League are champion a, a 16s and an 18s initiative along with the Warriors and the NZRL. What's that looking like, mate, for next year? I know it's pathways um, into the NRL, but how's that tracking? Yeah. Well, I think at the last at the last uh, muster, they had over 300 uh, participants coming through, all under COVID, uh, COVID protocols, which is fantastic. You know, the, the Sean Johnson and the, the Dean Bell Cups is a fantastic opportunity for, to give them the pathway. Also, the um, Auckland Rugby League will be participating in the District Nines. That's the word that everyone wants to hear. The District Nines, and you know, I've even seen ads down there for Wainuiomata putting teams in Southland, Northland. And that, that's where the essence is in regards to that age group, is making sure they've got pathways. Just a note on this one, um, when we're talking about district colours, a lot of guys that have played for the Warriors, and Kempe, you, you, you've coached them, but a lot of them never actually played for their province or their district. You know, they never wore the blue and white or the, the black and yellow. So I want to instill that back, you know what I mean? So I actually came, I played for Auckland, 
and then and then I can go onto the Warriors or wherever. But um, the district footy for for me, and I've always been a big advocate for it, and and Kempe's another one, and the boards are acutely aware that when you're looking at the district footy, that's the grassroots of the club since 1908. Yeah, mate. So, so yeah, we, yeah. Um, look, I can I can agree more with you. I know, um, you know, we've spoken about it. we've had lots of our callers coming and. Um, remembering the old days of Carlow Park, and and I remember travelling up to Auckland playing Auckland. I couldn't wait to get up here and and have a yeah. have a good old decent scrap against an Auckland side. But mate, crystal ball yeah. in the future. What what role does the Auckland Rugby League play in the future of the game? And and how important is for the Auckland Rugby League to have equity at the national table? Well, the, the biggest the biggest part of the equity is the fact that we, like I said, we're fifty to sixty percent of the of the playing population. I look at this, and, and so do you, and the board looks at this as this is not a, a, a big bully exercise of Auckland musting everyone else out. This is a big brother. Auckland's the big brother for the rest of the districts to, to we can offer advice, we can offer help. Uh, we, we can look at it and say, how do we bring the districts up, other districts up with Auckland? You know, this is not about forgetting about them. Now, if we wanted to seat at the national table, that would be making sure that all the districts have the same voice alongside us. This is not leaving the other district brothers alone. You know, this is making sure they come along with our journey. So that, that's that's the, that's the call. The New Zealand Rugby League are acutely aware of the fact that the districts um, need 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 assistance, and um, Auckland, Rug, Auckland Rugby League, being the biggest district, have to be seen to be leading the way. Outstanding, Shane. That's great, mate. Awesome to have you on the show this morning. Great to get an insight into where it's at. And uh, look, that's fascinating about what you say around, I think, making sure it's inclusive and making sure that the sport needs to be for everyone and the club rooms need to be safe as well as the playing on the field needs to be at a high level. And I think you've got that community kind of mantra around what you're doing and that's very promising, mate. So all the best here and hopefully 2022 is a lot easier to deal with. No worries, mate. Thanks for the opportunity, mate. No, Kempi, I'll see you. And everyone have a good Christmas. Okay, Take mate. care, boys. Merry Christmas. Okay, mate. See you, mate. Bye-bye. So, Kempi, I guess the key is, for, for as far as domestically, I guess what Shane's saying there is making sure that there is equity in voice and equity in understanding of what you're trying to achieve. Well, I think equity is the is the big um, the big takeout of all this around the country. You know, like 50, 50 odd percent of the game, um, over fifty odd percent of the game here in Auckland, and not being able to have a voice at the table is is not it's not current. Mm. You know, just let's just cut to the chase here. So, you know, if Auckland aren't, aren't at the national table helping them make national um, decisions, yet they've got the most participation, you know, over fifty percent of the game sitting here on their doorstep, it just doesn't make any sense. And 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 that's where the Auckland Rugby League have. They've been shut out since two thousand and eight, and it's about time that they brought them back into the tent. You know, they've got a, a fantastic model themselves here. They're, they're the richest. Um, uh, amateur sport in the South Pacific, um, but they also got thirty clubs up here. They've got club land. They've got junior programs, and they also. And one of the other things that Auckland Rugby League do is they they take other teams from outside the districts into their competitions because there is no district football. So they're essentially doing a part of that governing job anyway, but except without the. Well, I guess the official place at that table to the degree that the work they're putting in. Yeah, well, they're the only sport that you know we're basically. Uh, uh, given a structure that hasn't been modified, mm. you know what I mean. So I can I can say I've been I've been sitting on the zones um, as a chairman, and the zones don't work. They don't work for the New Zealand Rugby League. I, you know, I sit on the Auckland Rugby League board as well now, and and also the Taranaki Rugby League. So um, they've got to bring districts back. They've got to bring districts back. They're the voice of the game. They're the volunteers that run the game, and they've got to be sitting at the national table, making the national 
national decision so that the trickle-down effect actually re- reaches grassroots because it's not at the moment. Right, well, after this, we're going to talk a bit about where the game is flourishing around the country. You've obviously got a deep understanding. There's a couple of texts here already, double eight, double three. What I want you to do, 0800 150 811. That's the Kennard's higher phone line. You don't have to be a league. You don't have to be talking about rugby league. I want to make this a wider conversation about what sports at regional and provincial and grassroots level are flourishing and which leagues are doing a good job about staying modern, making sure that their structures are right, whether that's juniors, whether that's college sport, whether that's senior footy, uh, tennis, squash, whatever it is. What's a league or a competition you're involved in around the country at a grassroots or a, a representative level that you want to give a shout-out to and explain to us why it's working? We'll start with Rugby League. I'll ask Kempi a bit about, more about that after this. There's a couple of good messages here from Josh, uh, and we'll, we'll get to those in a second. But send us a text, double eight double three. What is working where you are around Aotearoa? What competition or league is working at a grassroots level? Send us a message, let us know, or give us a call on the Kennards Higher phone line 0800 150 811. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day back after this.